Ugh, okay, hello, hi, yeah, it's MSG Podcast, welcome back. Uh, if you can't tell, it's just me today. David is currently busy, and also, we haven't recorded in <laughs> like a month, so yeah, I'm just going to flow, I'm just going to go with this, so um, I've been debating on what I wanted to talk about, I've actually already recorded this episode beforehand, and then I didn't like it, so I decided to um, redo it, I did that a few days ago, and I have been going over the same topic over and over in my head, trying to figure out how to do it. But, uh, nevertheless, I thought I might as well talk about something, and um, I'm not sure, David's pretty busy right now with his schedule, so I don't know how long it will be before he returns, he is returning, just not sure exactly when yet, you know, obviously I don't see the future, so for now I'm going to try and do some episodes, I guess, alone, so, and granted I only had one topic I could talk about right now, so I'm going to go with it. So recently, I've gotten interested in, uh, I guess, what you would call religions or belief systems. So I've decided to study them pretty in-depth at the best possible way I could. Uh, I had to pick one, so um, I picked, uh, uh, ironically, I picked Roman uh, Catholicism first. Uh, I wouldn't have picked them first, but they, you know, for like the past month, they have been all in my face. Like, absolutely, and and some of them are even saying things that I very much would say are just straight-up blasphemous and wrong and incorrect about Scripture. So, uh, I want to do this correctly. I want to make sure this—I'm not trying to be rude in any way, but I, I want to give a few topics. They're all the same topic, so I'm going to be talking about specifically about Mary and who she is within the Roman Catholic Church religion who she is not not what you think you read about her but what they believe about her there are a lot of things about her there are things i'm not even going to mention on here um, one of them being saints she has something to do with saints but I, i'm not going to mention that it's not something i'm going into detail in so my main category is mary and there's three category or subcategories that i would call them uh, that i'm going to go over all three i think are all three of them are are Things that the Catholic Church believes, so purely believes they're actually, uh, where is it? Dogmas? Yeah, they're dogmas. So I don't even have that written down. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so everything about Mary is quite literally a dogma. Uh, a dogma being a teaching that the Church considers to be revealed by God, which all the faithful are called to believe. Um, basically meaning you can't be Catholic if you don't believe these things about Mary. In which case, I'm saying I guess I'm not Catholic because all of these are incorrect and I don't believe them. So, this is going to be informative. I'm going to do my best to uh, help you understand it the best way I understand it. And, I mean, I'm, I'm sure I'll miss things. There's a lot more detail to go in on each of these subjects. I chose to, I guess, make it shorter, I guess. So, yeah, that's what I'm doing. So, I guess might as well get into it. Um, so, to start out, Mary, first off, yeah, I have a lot of stuff in front of me. Like, a lot of stuff. It's difficult to do this. Okay. Uh, okay, so Mary, actually, uh, I hate this. Mary is, so when did Mary get introduced into the Roman Catholic Church? Okay, so Mary actually didn't really get added into the Catholic religion until the 5th century. 
So when this happened in the 5th century, uh, really all that happened was they emphasized that, oh, Mary's the mother of God. Like, she's Jesus Christ's mother. That's really that all that happened in the 5th century. It wasn't something big. It's probably something, I mean, it's something I believe. So it's, it's like, okay, nothing. Yeah, it's noticed. I mean, I don't know how you didn't notice it from reading the Bible, but whatever. So then it wasn't until the somewhere between the 9th and 10th century. Now, this is actually difficult studying to find. It was very difficult to get this kind of inf- uh, information. So it's possible it may not completely accurate. But from what I found and from what I studied, this is what I got. So uh, it wasn't until the, somewhere between the 9th and the 10th century when Mary actually got a higher role, was given a role that was as high or higher than what are known as the saints. Uh, like I said, I'm not going to talk about the saints. And then in the 13th century, finally, Mary finally became a large part, a incredibly large part of the Catholic religion. In the, Did I say the 13th? Yeah. In the 13th century is when she got it in. So what Mary is now, that first started, that officially was done in the 13th century. Anytime before them, she wasn't really seen as much. I mean, in the 9th to 10th, she kind of was put on the same role or higher as saints. So that's that's Mary. Now, in the 13th century, um, there was these uh, th- Things that were implied about Mary that event eventually became part of their doctrine that became a dogma that was that was believed to be, you know, the church considered to be revealed by God. I guess they I guess they thought they God was telling them this. I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't there. I'd be really old. <laughs> but so there's a few things, and this is gonna be one of the subcategories. My main category is Mary. But there's a lot of things about Mary that are believed. My first one is going to be that Mary is believed to be sinless. Not that she became sinless, that she was sinless for all eternity. That she was born without sin. That's the first topic I'm picking. The other two, I feel, are a lot shorter and don't involve as much detail. So, oh, you know what? I didn't even mention this. Um, Just to be clear, did I mention it? I don't even know. I tried rehearsing this like a thousand times. Uh, Just to be clear, there will be probably at least one or two um, what you would call adult-themed topics in this episode. Not at the moment, but in this episode. So you can't say I didn't warn you. You can't say I didn't, you know. So if this is on speakers, that's on you. Uh, (laughs) That's not on me. Okay, so what, what are we doing? Okay, so... Luke one twenty eight is where they get the idea of Mary being sinless. So how did they do this? So let me let me read this real quick. Um, so there are different versions of this. In which case, but uh, let's you know I'll read the King James version right here. Uh, it's Luke uh, chapter one verse twenty eight, and it says, "And the Lord, uh, no, no, and the angel came unto her." And said, Hail, thou that art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Now, there's a part in this that actually talks about um, Mary being uh, full of grace. So, let me just pull that up real quick. Okay. So, here it is. Um, so, there's another version of Luke. Well, there's different versions of the Bible, clearly. And this one's, I'm going to reread it in this one, and it's Luke 128. But it says, uh, 
Where is it? Where is it? Uh, and he came unto her and said, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. That's clearly a little different from King James, but nevertheless. Now, this is the phrase they use right here, is hail, full of grace. You don't really have to say hail, let's not need it, but full of grace. This is what they use. This is where they point to, and they say, okay, full of grace. What does this mean? Well, what they say is that, oh, God gifted Mary before even Mary was born, that at the moment of her conception, that she would be born without original sin, that she would be born sinless. Not only that she would be born sinless, but also that she never did sin, even in her life. Um, so that's what they point to, and they use this, but it seems to me that it's taken out of context. Actually, it actually seems to me it's completely twisted. So, looking at the original Greek, so the New Testament was written in Greek, then had to be translated over, but bada beam, bada boom. So the original Greek actually says, and I can't read Greek. I know a few Greek words, but I can't, I can't read the Greek, but I have it here. And it says, what it says in the Greek text, it says, and I have come before them, here rejoicing the Lord with you. Nowhere in there is the words full of grace found, which implies that somewhere in the other versions, full of grace was added in. Now, I don't have an issue with that. I guess you're emphasizing. I, I mean, it depends on what you see as like, you know, you know, don't remove, don't add or subtract from the word. It depends on what you see about that. I don't think it's an issue adding that, but I do think it's an issue if you start to use it as a way to say Mary was sinless. So, that is, hell full of grace is not added in into, is not from the original Greek text, which is where it comes from. So, then it was added in later on from someone else, which is is what it is. So, since helpful grace is on the original text, helpful grace cannot be proved to be her being given grace. Now, without saying this, you know, let's look past this idea real quick. There's something else that is mentioned here. So, after you look at helpful grace, there is a theory that is mentioned, and this applies only to Mary. And what it's called is Immaculate Conception. It's the Immaculate Conception of Mary. Um, if you don't know what this is, this basically means that at the moment that Mary was conceived, at the moment her original sin was cleansed, forgiven, uh, washed away, I don't care what you say, that, that she, she was Immaculate Conception, that she was born sinless at the point of right when she was conceived, that she was sinless and, and thus lived her life such as that which I say is not correct and I think is taken out of context. Um, so this is not in the Bible, but what I did find was in the, uh, the Apophrica, there's a story about Mary's birth, actually about her early life and her birth, even about her parents. I don't know. In the Bible, her parents' names aren't mentioned, but in the Apophrica, they are mentioned. I wrote them down. Um, the mother's name being Anne or Annie, uh, the father's name being Jerachim or Jerophim, whatever you would call that. So, but it's not found in the original Bible. It's the Apophrica. So, the Apophrica uh, being another book, it's more books within the Catholic faith, also in the Eastern Orthodox, but within the Catholic faith that is believed to be divinely inspired, being the Word of God, and such. So, that's where they get that. So, what is happening here is they're saying she's sinless and we know that that is already being taken uh kind of twisted because that's not even the original greek 
which is where my issue comes into play. Now, if you're you're probably thinking, oh, why don't you mention like Romans one or not Romans one, Romans three ten when you talk about um you know no man is righteous, no not one. I mean, yes. Now, um, I actually want to go on with this because. Although you could use, and yes, you could use that. There's no issue with using Romans one ten and what is it? Is it? I think First John one eight. I think I'm pretty sure. I'll probably reference later on. Um, yes, I think that's fun. I actually wanted to take a different approach at looking at this and actually, um, you know, on how to discuss it. So in Luke, okay, yeah. Uh, why did I write it down here? I have so many notes, like literally everywhere. This is awful. Okay, so right here um, in Luke chapter 2, I will read this really quick. Um, Chapter 2, and we'll start at verse 20. So it says, The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they have heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. On the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise the child, He was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he was conceived. Now, when the time came for the purification rites required by the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord. Quote, a pair of doves or two young pigeons now um so we see i i did read like a verse or two uh at the start that really don't have anything to do with this but it doesn't matter so we see what so we see on the eighth day what the time came for jesus to be circumcised okay there's no issue with that okay and then it talks about in verse 22 when the time came for purification rites required by the law of moses and you're assuming oh that has to do with Jesus. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Why would Jesus need to be purified? What sin does he have? Jesus, from, you know, unless, I mean, I guess, unless you don't believe Jesus was sinless, but I'm not getting into that. So it becomes, it now determines it's between two people. It's either referencing Mary or it's referencing Jesus. And I think you're going to lose the fight if you immediately say it's Jesus. But... What exactly would a Catholic do to get around this? Well, we see in, and this is probably where it gets a little explicit. I don't know what I'm going to read in here. So in, actually, if we go way back early on in the book of Leviticus 12. Um, so let's, let's start in verse 1. The Lord said to Moses, say to the Israelites, a woman who becomes pregnant and gives birth to a son will be ceremonially unclean for seven days, just as she is unclean during her monthly period. On the, day, on the eighth day, the boy is to be circumcised. We already saw that, where Jesus was circumcised. Uh, then the woman must wait 33 days to be purified from her bleeding. She must not touch anything sacred or go to a, go to a sanctuary until the days of her purification are over. Okay, so what? That's pretty easy. So let's move over to verse 6 when it says, When the days of her purification for a son or daughter are over, she is to bring to the priest at the entrance to the tent of meeting a year-old lamb for a burnt offering and a year pigeon or a dove for a sin offering. She shall offer them before the Lord to make atonement for her, and then she will be ceremonially clean from her 
flow of blood. These are the regulations for the woman who gives birth to a boy or to a girl. If she cannot afford a lamb, she is to bring two doves or two young pigeons, one for a burnt offering and the other for a sin offering. In this way, the priest will make atonement for her and she will be cleansed. Okay. Yeah. So we already saw that actually in verse 22, which I actually lost. This is awful. Yeah, in verse 22, where it talks about where they came. Uh, yeah, we'll start on uh, Luke t- uh, chapter 2, 21. On the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise the child, referencing Jesus because he was circumcised on the eighth day, we see in Leviticus. Then we jump over to uh, verse 22. When the time came for the purification rites required by the law of Moses. Well, what are the purification laws? Well, as we see in Leviticus 12 specifically, this is even referenced actually again. Uh, it's a little different, different, but it's still referenced in uh, Leviticus chapter 15 as well. I'm not going over that one though, but you, you're more than welcome to look at it. Just yeah. So even in let's see, uh, in chapter two, Luke 2, uh, 24, and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord, quote, a pair of doves or two young pigeons this is referencing mary specifically because she is considered unclean when she gives birth and on the seventh day it's not the seventh day wait uh yeah yeah and she gives uh she's ceremonially unclean during the month of and on the eighth on the eighth day the boys will be circumcised and the women must wait 33 days to be purified bleeding yeah so and we see again that these doves and and she probably used doves just because she didn't have money for a lamb. So this is the cheaper version. I feel that. That's me. So she brings in two doves or two pigeons as a sacrifice for not only what? Not only a burnt offering, but what? A sin offering. Now, this is between Mary and Jesus, and I'm not contesting with Jesus. I'm saying this is on Mary. So then how do you avoid saying that? How, why, would, why would Mary need to come in to the sanctuary for the law of Moses to do the purification rites? If she's pure, she doesn't need to be purified, right? If she's already clean, she can't be dirty, right? Well, this actually literally states that she's not clean. It's it's stating that she's not sinless, that she has to make a sacrifice, not only a burnt offering, but for her sin, referencing two doves or two pigeons, two young pigeons, quote unquote, sorry, um, so that immediately throws out the idea of Mary being sinless. And I don't see, I don't know. When I was looking into this, I never could find, I, it took me so long. I finally found one person, but I never, I watched hours. I've listened to hours and hours of footage. I've looked everywhere for this. No one brings this up. They will, I mean, no offense. You can use Romans 3.10. I have no issue with that. Be my guest. I'm just saying, I feel like this is a lot easier to flow with. And I think it's, it doesn't. It doesn't come up. I have looked at people who uh, try and debate Catholics. I've looked at Catholics trying to explain Mary and explain all their stuff, and they never reference this. They never do, and I don't understand why. Now we know that Mary was under the old law, also known as the Mosaic law, which is what Leviticus twelve is referencing, because the new law doesn't come into play until the uh, the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. Because he didn't come to abolish the law or to destroy the law. I may be quoting this wrong. But he came actually to fulfill it. He acted as the, the ransom, the final sacrifice 
for all our sins, for all our transgressions. So there's no more needed, right? We don't need to make any more of those pigeon sacrifices for our sins on birth or anything else. But before the crucifixion, on the eighth day, she had to make sacrifices with these pigeons or doves or whatever, whichever one she was using, meaning what she was not sinless. And I don't understand how this is avoided because this is avoided. I think either the Catholic Church is incredibly smart on avoiding this or or everybody else just isn't actually bringing this up, which also would be sad in my opinion. But nevertheless, that's 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 what I'm thinking. So I don't know. I don't know what else to say on that one. That really I feel like I and I did that one pretty well. Pretty I'm gonna pat myself on the back for that one. <laughs> okay. So that's the first topic, being sinless. And I think that does pretty well at proving she's not sinless, because it's referenced not only in the Old Testament, but referenced it back to the New Testament in chapter 2 of Luke. So you might as well just read all of chapter 2 of Luke if you want to see that, and read all of chapter 12 in Leviticus, and might as well go to Leviticus 15, because it was something else I almost used. I was like, nah, that's overkill. I don't want to do that. So that's just one. So if you ever run into a Catholic who's very confident in this idea that Mary was sinless and full of grace, you can not only bring up that it's not in the original Greek, because it's not, and that this literally references her being sinful, which then you have to say, okay, either you're misinterpreting Scripture or you're literally twisting Scripture. Either one you're doing is not correct. You know, Even if you misinterpret Scripture, that's not right. I'm not saying you're a bad guy. We all make mistakes. You know, I misquote scripture. I misinterpret scripture all the time. Nobody's perfect. Okay. Ugh. This sucks being alone. I'm not going to lie. So, okay. What are we looking at next? That's the first topic that I went through. Um, Trying to figure out. Um, Yeah. So, oh yeah. First John 1.8. That's what I was going to reference for sin. Either way, that's besides the point. Okay. I guess the next one we're going with is... Actually, that one wasn't that... I guess explicit. I feel like this one is going to get a little explicit, but this one is going to be quick. So the second topic that is mentioned, the subcategory of Mary is mentioned, is um, that Mary remained a virgin her entire life. That she was a virgin, and we know this, she was a virgin until the birth of Jesus, right? We already know this. This is said in scripture. Nobody's contesting that. And that after she gave birth to Jesus, she remained a virgin, now, from what I understand, their understanding, the Catholic faith does uh, assume that Joseph did marry Catholic. From what I understand, I could be wrong, but that they did not, you know, do any sexual acts, that she still remained a virgin her entire life. In which case, I also say that I disagree. And I'm actually only going to use one verse. Um, I don't. I don't know what verse, and you know what I'm gonna, you know what we'll we'll do King James because, you know what I like King James. Okay, so this is found in the first chapter of Matthew. Um. Okay, so I guess I'll start at verse. We'll start at verse twenty-three, but you only need twenty-five. So uh, Matthew one twenty-three says, "Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bear forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel," which being interpreted is. God with us. Verse 24. This Joseph, then Joseph being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife, and knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. 
Okay, really only verse 25 is what I need to reference here. The rest of it, I just wanted to give a little context and all sorts of that. So, and what do we see? So, 25, verse 25, Matthew 1, 25, what does it say? It says, and knew her not. Okay, knew her not. What do we talk about when we say this? So, we're not talking about whether or not, whether or not Joseph knew Mary. Okay, we're not. Because by the time Joseph, or by the time Mary had Jesus, gave birth to Jesus, I'm sure they had plenty of time to chat. Okay, this isn't tender. They were face-to-face. So I'm sure they had a lot of time to get to know each other. You know, what's your favorite color? You know, what size donkey do you ride? I don't know what else they would have said. So this is not reference to that. This means, uh, actually saying, um, knew her not, meaning no sexual intercourse. Meaning they didn't have sex until after the birth of Jesus. Okay? She remained a virgin. That's what it that's what we're saying here. She literally that's why people are called virgins. Is she remained a virgin until. Now, if you look in verse twenty five and it says, knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son. Meaning what? Till. Meaning it wasn't until that point, until Christ was born, right? And until that point, they did not have any sexual activities within their marriage or within any of it. They did not. They waited until after Jesus was born. It actually states right there. That's what that means is knew her not. It's, it's, it's sexual intercourse, guys. I'm sorry. Like, that may be explicit to you. I don't know what else to say. But if you think I'm not going to talk about this subject when you're actually saying something contradictory to Scripture, I will challenge it. So that's just me. That's my two cents. Um, you could think, you could say whatever you want about it. I'm just using scripture in this case. So, yeah, that's really all I got for the, the virgin stuff. I, I feel like that does a decent job at discussing that. Okay. Um, the last topic is the third topic of Mary. And, and let me just rephrase this, that there are a, a bunch of different like subcategories within Mary. These are just three of them. I, I want, I'm already understand pretty well. I'm still actually looking into some of this more, trying to get the, the farthest detail into it. But there's other things about Mary that I'm not mentioning here. So if, you know, if there's something else I, you want me to mention, I'm not mentioning it. So I've already stated this. So the last topic here, the third topic would be, okay, Mary never had children. So I, I guess they phrase it in a different way, but yes, Mary never had never had children. Okay, wait, let me rephrase that. That she never had any other children. That she she did give birth to Jesus, but she only gave birth to Jesus. That Jesus was her only son, her only child ever, and that she did not have other um, similar children. So I may have misphrased that. My bad. So correct myself. That's what I'm doing. Okay. So I again will say. That is unbiblical, and I don't agree with it. I don't think it's correct. I think there's something wrong there. I think there's a misinterpreting or something. So what are we going to look at when we say she uh, only had Jesus? Okay, so... <sighs> Sorry. Got a bunch of Pepsi in my stomach. Okay. Um, when we look at this, so what are we looking at? We are actually going to look at... I'm trying to figure out what verse I want to use because I never did figure this one out. Uh, yeah, okay, I'll start with this one, okay? I'll start with this one. In John chapter 2, verse 12, that's what it is. It says, after this, he went down to Capernaum. He, he referencing Jesus, this is when Jesus was uh, ministering and, you know, 
before the crucifixion. He's he's probably about the age of 30, somewhere in there. So he and his mother, referencing Mary, and his brethren and his disciples, referencing the 12 and possibly the other disciples that were joining him, and they continued there not many days. Okay, we went over three of these. You know, he mentions disciples, okay? He mentioned he, that's that's a reference to Jesus himself, and his mother being Mary. We've gone over Mary twice. I, it, I'm not doing this again. But it also mentions another one, and it says, and his brethren. His brethren, or you could say brother. So, this word brethren, when you look at um, it in the original Greek, Brethren comes up as the word uh, Adelphis or Adelphois. I may be saying this wrong. I'm not perfect in Greek. These are just things I've learned. So it, the word is Adelphois. What does it mean? It means brother having the same mother or the same father or the same two parents. So, for example, I have two older brothers. We have we all three have the same mother and the same father. So, but... So I guess you technically, I could use the word Delphois if I was talking to somebody in Greek. But I don't know Greek enough to talk to somebody in Greek. So so we see this. Now, uh, I also want to reference this, that I'm saying brothers. I understand that they are half-brothers. I'm not saying they're um, complete brothers. Okay, so wh- what does this mean? So when Mary was, uh, when Mary gave birth, or was, uh, yeah, when Mary gave birth to Jesus, she was a virgin, meaning what? Meaning, where did Jesus, who was Jesus' his father? It wasn't Joseph. Joseph, before anybody says heresy or something, Joseph, I I would say, is a great example of what a stepfather is. Even in modern day right now, is a great example of what a stepfather is. Um, probably because stepfathers are not always the best compared to what we used to look at. But um, So what I'm saying is, so who was Jesus' father? So if we know Mary gave birth to Jesus... Who's the Father? Well, that's simple. It's God the Father. You have the you have the the Trinity. You have God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit, or God the Holy Spirit. I just like saying Holy Spirit. My bad. Um. So yes. So then, what are we looking at? Then, well, let's jump over to Mark six, um, three. It says, "Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James, Joseph, and of Jo and of Judah and of Simon? Are not his sisters here with us?" And they were offended at him. It gave, it gave, first off, it gave at least four brothers. Four brothers that were blood related to to uh, him. Now, um, there are three different types of theories that a Catholic brings up when they try to discuss this. Okay? Because they're still going to play the same cards. They're going to say, oh, Jesus had no siblings. Mary only had Jesus. So what are you going to say when the word Adelphois comes up? What they're going to say is they're going to say Adelphois. They're going to say, okay, Adelphois means brother, but it means brother in three different ways. None being of the same context here. That is the actual definition. I already gave you the context. I already gave you the definition. Adelphois meaning having the same father or the same mother or the same both parents so what will a catholic bring up they'll bring up three topics they'll say one they'll make a claim and say that um that this brother is referencing a cousin so is this possibly the cousins so when we we see james and joseph and judah and simon and then of course the sisters which i don't know the names of mainly because they don't show up but but these these people these are are they're they're making the claim oh these are jesus's cousins in which case i say that's not true why? Because the Greek word for cousin 
is actually not the same as the Delphois. The Greek word for cousin is a nepsio, so meaning cousin. So it's not referencing cousin because it's a Delphois here in the text, not uh, a nepsio. So first off, we can immediately mark that out saying, oh, are they possibly cousins? No, immediately thrown out. We're, it's done. Um, the second one is actually quite stupid, um, but apparently this is a topic they bring up, is what? It's it's when they're saying brother or saying brethren, what it's referencing is like, I, I, I'm going to try and quote this correctly or say this correctly. It's like, you know, like a really good friend or possibly a brother in Christ. Uh, I watched a video on this a while back, and when they said it, they said, oh, it's possibly what you would call a quote unquote homie. And I said, that's really funny that you even brought that up. I, I, I like that. Either way, that's not true. Okay. Why? Because since it's talk about a Delphois, it's a spe- specific word, sorry, the specific word, it means either the brother of the same father or the same mother or both. So like, for example, I'm not biologically related to my friend, right? We don't have the same father and we don't have the same mother. So we immediately mark this one out too, because it's not true. It's either misinterpreting or it's straight up twisting of this Greek word. The third one they bring up, which, I, I mean, this one already proves this, but it's it's the theory that possibly, and, the, and they, they'll, they'll make this claim, that Joseph had other children before meeting Mary. I, I know. Um, I don't know why they say that, but that's another claim. Like, I guess if you were to prove these first two wrong, that's what they're going to jump on board with. They're open for interpretation, but they say it's not blood. And they say it's not direct siblings. In which case, I will come back to it yet again and saying Adelphois doesn't mean a non-blood-related brother. It means a blood-related brother, either of the same father or the same mother or both parents. So this one immediately gets thrown out. So... What does this mean? This means that Jesus's siblings, his sisters, who I do not know the names of, and I don't know anybody who does, and his his brothers James, Joseph, Judah, and Simon, they have the same mother. They were all born of who? Mary, right? And we know that Jesus was born of Mary first, because Jesus was the firstborn son, firstborn actually, of Mary, the Virgin Mary. So he, I guess you could say he's the oldest, but theoretically he's always been the oldest. So, I mean, <laughs> sorry, that's that's an inside joke. Um, so yeah, so we say that, and we say, okay, um, I lost my track now. I completely forgot where I was. Okay, so and we're talking about the brothers, and we, okay, so the same, they have the same mother, right? So Delphos works here, or Delphos, it works here. So it, it means what of the same father or what of the same mother. So we know they have the same mother. It's Mary, or what you would, maybe you call her the Virgin Mary, whatever you want to call her. I don't care. Um, she's not a virgin anymore. Uh, that's a bad joke. Okay. Um, but they don't have the same father. Jesus' father and the other siblings, the sisters and the four brothers, have different fathers. Now, the sisters and the brothers have the same father, which is who? Joseph. Clearly, it's Joseph. Because what? He, didn't, he did not know her until until the birth of Christ. Meaning what? He had sex with Mary, and then they reproduced other children. So they all came from Joseph's seed with Mary. Whereas God, or Jesus, actually, being the Son of God, um, or God the Son, I can't even phrase that right anymore. No, I'm just crazy. Meaning what? I mean, Jesus' father is who? 
God the Father. I've already referenced this again. So that's that's what I'm bringing up here. So I, I think all three of these are debunked. I, I, these are every time I looked for this, these are the only excuses they brought up. I didn't find any other excuses. Maybe there's more, and I, I would actually like to know the other ones if they have other ones to use, because I will break those down as well. Because I, I, I mean, what you're doing right here is it's absolutely wrong in either misinterpreting scripture for centuries, had you be, or just plainly twisting scripture to fit your own religion. Now, these are the only topics I care to bring up. Um, I think all three of these work, and especially in the context I was using them and the verses I brought up are great references. If you run into a Catholic and this is something um, they bring up, I think these are all great excuses. I say the first one you should attack is, of course, the sinless one, because we know no one is sinless. Only God, only Jesus is sinless. So Mary was not born in immaculate conception. That's absurd. That's blasphemous. That's straight up incorrect. Um, the words full of grace does not appear in the original Greek text. So you cannot reference that as meaning she was born with grace from God being born pure. That's not true. So it's just like we see in uh, Luke 2, 22 uh, through 24, referencing she needs purification. You go back to Leviticus 12. And even if you want to go even further in detail, you could go to Leviticus 15, which I did not reference here. Um that probably would have made this episode a lot more explicit. I'm not going to lie. But anyways, so I I don't see I, – I, so at, I'm looking into this, and I'm looking and trying to get an in-depth review and understanding, and especially trying to understand it from their point of view, a Catholic's point of view. And I keep running into these these things where it's like, okay, if you actually start to look at these and then you compare and look uh, to Scripture – they have no base. They have no foundation. It's like, where did these things come in? Um, and there were other things like the papacy, which I have a very big issue with. Um, you know, there you got the Eucharist having a, a different belief in the Eucharist than what I personally believe. But even salvation itself absolutely seems, and I, I'm not going to go into detail on this, but it seems completely... Um, outside of scripture and cannot be based around scripture you have to use other sources um so uh, as i'm looking into this more and more i'm starting to, to notice a lot more of these i guess um like i don't know what you call them plot holes this isn't a movie um something like that but there's a lot of holes in here that it's like how are you defending this and how are people not bringing these things up these are great great topics to bring up now all i did was mention mary there's a dozen if not a thousand different things to talk about within the uh, catholicism there really is these are the only things i've been able to get into detail on i've de I decided to focus on mary first i still have more topics on mary i have to go in depth on reviewing and getting understanding of so i can tell whether or not it's biblical but with the track i'm on right now it feels like every single thing i'm going to run into is going to have a plot hole like all these do and it's not going to be biblically based it's going to be outside sources like the apophrica um so it's like I, I i don't get this i don't understand this and it's kind of worrying worrying to see people like you're making a huge light decision right and, I, and i'm not bashing catholics i'm saying you know you, you you're like oh you spend eight years as a drug addict and then you're like i'm gonna be catholic I don't really see a difference. If, if we're going to play along the lines, right, and I'm not bashing them, 
I, I, you know, I want to point out these errors and say, what are you going to say about this? Like, what do you have to say? Why? Because two things are going to happen. You'll point these out and they'll just say you're wrong and they'll refuse scripture and they'll keep lying to everybody or what? They'll change the religion and they'll take out these unscripturally based theories, beliefs, ideas, dogmas. Like, you got to be kidding me, man. Like, why are you why are you continuously adding these things in? Why are these things added in? And it wasn't even until the 13th century that Mary was viewed in this perspective. Mary is put on a pedestal compared to everyone else. This is not a joke. You could even ask them. This is not a joke. Everybody other than Jesus, Mary is the second best. You have Jesus, then you have Mary because she is considered to be sinless. And who do you have beho- bef- uh, below her? All of us, right? I'm pretty sure the saints are above us, but I'm not going into the saints. So, but it's just, I, I there's a lot of issues within this. Um, and, and and when I started looking into this, it's, I've, I've had a lot of people tell me like, you know, I actually have the book of Enoch and the Apophica actually on my desk right over there. Um, I've skimmed through them a little. I'm going to be honest, they're not as entertaining as I would have expected, but to each their own. Anyways, I, I haven't done an in-depth review or, or studied them to understand the stories that are going on within them, what it's speaking of. I haven't done that yet. I will. I just haven't done that yet. Uh, people will tell me, like, when I when I mentioned that, oh, I'm doing an in-depth uh, study on Catholicism, they're like, you need to be careful, you know? Like, oh, are you thinking about becoming a Catholic? Yeah, I mean, with the amount of plot holes I'm running into off the bat... I could never be a Catholic. Just saying, you could forget the virgin stuff. You could forget the having children stuff. If that wasn't in there, if that was, I could forget that. We're talking about Mary being sinless? Then why wasn't she sacrificed? Like, why wasn't she the, uh, you know, the ransom for my transgressions? You know what I mean? She's a pure soul, right? She's sinless. And they'll say, oh, well, she wasn't God. It's like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I This is an issue I see. Um, I don't plan on stopping. I actually want to look into this more because I want to understand it. I actually, uh, it the more I look at it, and, and by the way, if you like just doing a, a, like a, you could do a YouTube search, right? Looking up Mary in the Catholic Church. I mean, there is so much, so much. I mean, oh my, like what I would say is like millions of hours of footage on this subject. Now, some of it is repeat, obviously, a, a dozen different videos just going over why Mary was considered sinless, right? A 10-minute video and a three-hours video, one in-depth, one a basic outdo. But there is so much stuff, and this is just on Mary. It's like, what's going to happen when I look at the rosary, right? When I look at the Eucharist, like, oh, I'm dying, man. Like, <laughs> I'm dying. I've been on the same subject for the past two, three weeks, right? That's when I kind of started. That's when I said, oh, I'm going to look into it. And I know we did a video on this, and we were talking about the basic. I, it, me and David, of course, gave a very basic outline of the Roman Catholic Church's beliefs. This is not the same. Uh, I think that does a decent well, a decent job of saying, like, if you want to look into it, that's a great video or a great episode just to give you, like, main topics you you probably should study to understand it. And I'm studying it, man. And this stuff is crazy. It's like you're out there saying this stuff, and this is, it frankly, was not that difficult. 
Like, I want to be honest. It wasn't actually that difficult to find or to discover a lot of these things. I actually... It was, it was a lot easier to break this down and to get verses and understand the context to understand, oh, why was Mary not sinless? You know, like, wh what verses am I going to reference when I'm referencing that she's not a virgin, right? Knew her not until sex-a-thon or something. It, it's actually more difficult to actually get a true understanding of what they believe. It really is. Because there are so many, so many people, so many Catholics, and I'm going to say this in a nice way but also in a way that should encourage you to study this a little more. And I'm not talking to uh, a non-Catholic. I'm talking to a Catholic if they're listening to this. You really need to study this more because a lot of you don't understand what you're actually believing in. I'm sorry. Like, you don't. Yes, there are the guys in the higher areas. I, I assume Pope Francis understands what he's worship or what he's doing. Um, I would hope so. <laughs> I haven't talked to him in a, a hot second, but uh, me and Pope, me and Pope Francis, don't get along too well. But it's like the majority, and, and it's almost like this is in a. I want to say this in a nice way, right? But I, I, you know, also saying this in a a respectful way, in a loving way, but a truthful way, is that looking at the Catholic faith, a large, large some of them are in it. But don't understand exactly what they what like what they're what they believe in, right? They don't understand these in depth. They're like, oh yeah, we, you know, Mary was sinless. It's like why? Full of grace. That's not there. Okay, why? What about Leviticus twelve? What are we talking about here? It's like, do you even know this stuff? And and that's coming from a guy who I don't even know the entire scriptures, man. I really don't. I'm not gonna sit here and say, oh, I'm so in uh, intelligent on scriptures. I'm not. Most of the people I'm around go to school for this stuff. You know what I went to school for? For film. I dropped out. And I still wouldn't be doing it today. Even if I graduated that, with that degree, I would not be in film. And I find more and more that I find it so interesting to study scripture, to compare it to other religions. This helps me actually build my faith. Why? Because you look at this, and, and, and I, um, I, won't, I won't say this. Well, I will say this, but, you know, so I'll, I'll reference, and I, I think I referenced this on the podcast a while back, but, you know, I said, oh, I'm interested in reading the Apophrica, or I'm interested in reading the Book of Enoch, which I already stated, I will. They're right there. I just don't want to right now because I'm studying this. And they'll say, you need to really be, and somebody will tell me, you need to really, you know, understand the scriptures, be faith, confident in your faith, um, you know, confident in your faith, because I guess because they assume if I read this, I'll I'll become a Catholic or or any other religion, or I'll, maybe I'll make up a new religion, right? I say that's not exactly true, right? So I'm going out here and I'm challenging entire religions, man. What are there? I, I think I searched this like the other day, like uh, recent as like 2019, which what is it? 2022? Wow, that's like three years ago. There's like um, about what 1.2, give or take, um, Catholics. Worldwide, one one point two billion Catholics worldwide, and I say that's a lot of people. That's a lot of people, right? And this has gone on for centuries, right? This has gone on for close to two thousand years. This belief, right? Give or take, you know. I I, I need to do more history studying, but give or take. And it's like, how did you not notice these plot holes? Just about Mary being sinless. How did you not notice it? I, I don't I don't understand this. I don't understand how you blindly follow a faith without challenging it. I don't. Um, 
like I'm using these studies. Um, I'm not. I don't plan on only like I'm. I'm doing an in-depth uh, study of the Catholic faith. But after I get through this, which I I assume this is going to take me like six months to actually get through this. I'm not lying. This is going to take a very long time. I spent almost a month just studying Mary, and I'm not done. I'm not. There's still more things I have to study. Um, <laughs> so then I have to break them out and see what's biblical and what's not, and what I would follow and what I wouldn't. And all three of these I would not follow. The three categories I brought up: sinless, virgin, forever, and no children. I, I, none of those. They're not biblical. I do not believe them at all. And I will use these verses specifically against them if they try and use this against me. So I don't understand how you fall into this faith, this idea, um, you know, and, and say, it's like you look at it when you say, you know, I'm going to use this in uh, a harmless term, but, you know, you have a believer, a non-believer, right? They're both referenced in the scripture, right? And then you have a, like a lukewarm when you're referencing water. You want hot water is good, cold water is good, but warm water, lukewarm water? Pick a side. You're sitting on the fence, right? You're sitting on the fence. And like when you look at a, a lukewarm Christian, you got to step up your game or get out. You're with, you're either with us or against us. You're not on the, you're not on the fence. That's not how this works. They were either with us, they they uh, they left us, as Paul says. I think it's Paul. You know, they left us because they weren't of us, right? They weren't true believers. They were kind of just there for the hype. That's probably a bad way to put it, but they were there for the hype, and then they left because Jesus died, and like, mm, I'm bored. So, pick a side. It's the same thing with the Catholic faith. If you're going to be a Catholic, you need to study this stuff. Challenge your own faith. I challenge my faith. I'm even using your own religions to challenge my religion, to challenge my faith. And I have yet to stumble. I have yet to run into anything that says I'm going to question it. Why? Because again and again, I look at scripture and I say, wow, they're breaking this apart. You, You don't need any outside sources. You really don't. Because they're literally taking things and they're either misinterpreting. And I'm saying this in a respectful way. But if, you know, if you're misinterpreting, that's one thing. You know, you need to pay attention to board, study it over and over, make sure, you know, ask questions, go into detail to try and get the right context and make sure you don't interpret it. But if you're twisting scripture, I have no respect, no respect for you at all. And, and this is what I will say. I still say there are Catholics. You know, there are Catholics who some may be misinterpreting, I understand, and others who are intentionally, intentionally twisting scripture to keep this religion going till the end of days, you know, till God comes back, it slaps us all in the face for being sinners. So, you know, and and the reason I'm studying this along with, I will be looking at other ones is because I really, my ultimate, my root question, which was actually something we brought up, uh, uh, episodes ago, last time we talked about the Catholic faith compared to Christianity, is are Catholics actually a brother or sister of mine? Are they my brother or sister in Christ? Are they? I know I truly want to question it. Because when you look at salvation and they say there are three categories or three things needed for salvation, not two, I would say, you know, belief in Christ, you know, the gospel, faith in Jesus Christ, you know, that he died and rose three days later. You know, he acted as a ransom for our transgressions, for our sins, and that we cannot build our, we can't, we can't save ourselves. You know, repentance, right? What they'll say is they'll say repentance, they'll say faith, okay, those are fine. And they'll say, without baptism, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. And I say, wow, wow, please, 
please show me how you're not misinterpreting scripture. I really would love to see it. So I'm sorry. I got a little heated there. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not talking about the rest of those topics. Um, that's just those are base like those are like I've barely scratched the surface of this and those are concerns I've seen and I really do encourage you um if you think about being catholic look into this not just mary like you should look in the mary but everything else look at everything else right um if you are catholic I say you do an in-depth review how about you challenge your own faith let's see if it can stand you know is your foundation built on sand or is it built on a rock Let's find out. Why don't you challenge it? Challenge it. Actually seek, you know, find out if God's talking to you or if it's someone else. I'm not saying you're worshiping demons. I'm just saying. So, because this is honestly, I mean, it's it's keeping me going, man. To see all these things and say, wow, what I believe is not incorrect. It's even reinforced through scripture, which is where I got it in the first place. So, I don't know. And I'm sure there's going to be people who have an issue with me talking about this or say, oh, you didn't say something right or this, all that. I'm sure there's a thousand different verses I could reference for uh, Mary being sinless. I'm sure there's a thousand things about her having sex. Actually, that's probably not true. But you know what I mean? Like, I, I didn't do it the way you did it. That's fine. I, 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 I boldly, I, 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 I'm confident that the way I did it, the verses I used were more than enough to prove each one of those categories incorrect using God's word. So... You know, um, look at it yourself, study it yourself, challenge it, challenge your faith using this, right? Because if you find yourself believing in this stuff after I've disproved it, that's an issue. That's an issue. You're falling into a religion that at least parts of it, I won't say all of it, but parts of it, especially the stuff I talked about, has no base, no base whatsoever. Even Christ is not behind your back on this topic. He isn't. It, it, it it's 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 embarrassing it's embarrassing and um i'm not even done i barely scratched the surface this is i'm I'm loving it this i mean mcdonald's man hit me up because i am loving it okay it is 2 a.m i did episode alone and i didn't want to but i did so yeah wow this this episode on for see that's what happens when i rant i'm almost an hour in this is awful i need to stop ranting it's really disgusting. Um, some might say I like to hear myself talk. That's partially true. So, so um, yeah, thanks for listening. Um, I hope this was somewhat encouraging to your faith. I hope this, maybe it challenges you, you know? Maybe you want to test what I said, please. Um, oh, oh, please, I encourage you to go look at uh, Leviticus 15, because I did. I made the ultimate decision not to bring that up. So, um, but yeah. Challenge what I said. See if I'm lying. Um, we have an email. Uh, if if you want to point me out on saying, you know, maybe I didn't bring up this and you thought I should have, that's fine. I may not have, but I don't need to. But that's fine. If, and if you have more detail, like there's more stuff about Mary. Clearly, I only brought up three things about Mary. But if there's more stuff about Mary and you want to email me, I, I am more than welcome to take it. Um, I will also challenge what you're giving me to the actual Catholic faith because... That's kind of what I do, but, um, and if, um, I don't know if, if you disagree with me on something, you know what? Email me, email it. Some people know me in person. If you don't, we have an email challenge me. Let's see. I, I would love to, to challenge my own faith against what you claim to believe or what you think I did incorrectly. It will help me as well. 
if not help other people. So, um, thanks for listening. Um, as David would say, bawing. Have to get that in here before we close it. And, um, yeah, I'm going to head out. I'm going to go to bed because it's, yeah, it's 2 a.m. So, hopefully you enjoyed. Sorry for ranting for the last 20 minutes. All right, peace.